Yo, yo, welcome back to another episode of Knowledge Under the Influence. I'm your host, Martez. You can follow me on Instagram at Martez underscore for show, F-A-S-H-O-O. Today, I got a special guest. I got my homegirl, Hillary Sawchuck, in the building. How you doing, Hillary? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to have you. It, um, what I like, though, is like it took it. It didn't really take that long to kind of get to this moment. It was like <laughs> it was like a real like easy process. Like I thought it had been like, oh, yeah, this this lady's busy. It's like she's super busy. She's never going to respond. And then like you respond. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, I feel bad because I re- did reschedule once. So that's OK. Um, I, so I'm yeah, I think it's OK, though, because I mean, when you're busy, I mean, it. I think when you give somebody your word, I think the biggest thing is at least um stand to your word and actually making it and following through with commitment like yeah we're here yeah so i mean i, I shit i don't care i mean shit i there i almost rescheduled too but i was like how am i gonna be able to get her back here in detroit like at, at a good time like so i didn't yeah I, no once two people reschedule i feel like then it like never happens exactly so <laughs> i was like i'm not gonna do it because then it's like we can just go back and be like oh he, okay she rescheduled then i rescheduled it's like this, it's not meant to happen um where'd you grow up grow up at like where you originally from Born and raised in in Rochester Hills. Oh, okay. What um, would you go? Would you aspire to be as a child, like growing up? You know, I don't. When I was a little girl, I wanted to be like a princess or a movie star. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and until about you know a couple of years ago, I realized that wasn't going to happen. Um, but after you know, I did go into school wanting to to be a journalist. So okay. very quickly, I did. I liked entertainment. I mm-hmm. liked live events. Mm-hmm. Uh, being in front of the camera, all that whole world really excited me. So, but even when I was little, I think I had like a little entrepreneurial streak inside me. Yeah. I had, you know, I didn't just set up your traditional lemonade stands. Yeah. I would do like a carnival and raffle off my beanie babies and what? do root beer floats. I think I was, I made like eighty bucks one day in 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 elementary school. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> wait, who who could? How at elementary school? How could you put together stuff like that or even think of like that? Do you have like anybody who like influenced you to have like an entrepreneur mindset or? My dad, my dad was an entrepreneur, okay. so maybe it, that's where I don't know if that's where I got it from. But I would organize like dance recitals in our backyard too, mm-hmm. where I would put out flyers to all of our neighborhood kids mm-hmm. um, on the block and ask everyone to prepare a dance. What? <laughs> and then we would invite all the parents over and I would set up like a tent in the backyard, which was the green room and backstage and everyone would perform a, a dance routine. <laughs> Wait, you did this at the tender age. How old? I, uh, it was, I lived on that street before eighth grade. So it was before up in, yeah, middle school. It's crazy to me. Like, and I always, I ask a lot of people that and it's crazy just because as a kid, like, how how well our imaginations work and we we don't have fears and we're not scared of anything to do anything and it's like anything is possible you you literally when when you hear the phrase don't get tired like when you're a kid like i I have nieces and nephews that will run and run it's like you're wheezing but they don't stop like you you just keep going so it's crazy as a kid to have like that type of mentality and that that imagination and like to set some shit up like that yeah it was i love to organize and Mm -hmm. i love to like print out flyers and Mm -hmm. like um, and I did grow up on a street where, like, there was 20, like, you know, you'd go out the door and just play with your neighborhood friends. Yeah. And there was tons of kids on the street. 
And uh, I remember one of my friends, Erica Schwartz, was out of town one summer and she didn't have time to think of her dance. So I mm-hmm. said, okay, great. You can be the MC and the host. And I wrote out her script to introduce. So looking back, you know, now I'm obviously, I do scripts mm-hmm. and like MC myself. Like that's part of, you know, some of the stuff I do. So yeah. it's interesting. It it is. It shouldn't be a kid like like doing that. So then fast forward, like what you said. Well, you said you just kind of recently <laughs> got that out your head. Like the princess thing was gonna work. <laughs> um, going into like like high school, like did you um, were you doing anything like entrepreneurial then or? Not really. I worked at Buddy's Pizza. Oh, I love Buddy's. Uh, I know they got the some best. really good wings. Which one do you? Which one? Uh, um. Which pizza is my favorite? No, which, uh, which buddies? Um, in Auburn Hills. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was like my high school job. Okay. I was takeout. I never graduated. I did. I went from being a host to takeout, and then I never quite made it to a waitress. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, in high school, I was like babysitting mm-hmm. buddies pizza. I wasn't really doing anything thinking about a career at that point. I yeah. was just like having fun. Yeah, high school was really f- just fun. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until college then where I went to MSU. I oh, I might have to stop. Uh, oh God, is this over? No, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't go, to, I didn't, I have no affiliation with state or uh, uh, U of M. But it's just like I, I worked in Ann Arbor for a good amount of time, so it's like I kind of gravitate towards. Yes, uh, okay. yeah, but I mean, I, I'm neutral. I'm really neutral. I mean, I went to EMU and they're green and white, so I guess. Well, I'll it gets better. I did then transfer to Oakland University okay. and then became a Golden Grizzly. But, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I still, I am a Spartan at heart. Uh, but, you know, freshman year was all about partying. I mm-hmm. would schedule my classes around my party schedule. <laughs> Wait. The latest, you know, <laughs> the latest possible classes. Yeah. Um, I'd want to sleep in and it was a blast. But then I I do remember sophomore year thinking like, OK, now I'm antsy. Like I want mm-hmm. to I want to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I an internship came up with the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was up in East Lansing, but then, so I applied for that and I got it and I was like, wait a sec, I want to be, you know, I don't want an internship with the, the, what is it? NCAA. Mm-hmm. I want to be with the NBA. Right. And then I got an internship at WDIV NBC here in Detroit and I wanted, so I very quickly I was like, I wanted to be in, in the action and I yeah. wanted to be downtown. Um, Were you undecided at the time for your major? No, it was always journalism. Okay. But it was like, I got kind of over the party scene sophomore year that's quick i still like to party but just like um i wanted i was antsy to work right yeah um and then also i do take this back about high school in high school i worked uh do you remember arts beats and eats Mm -hmm. they still have it yeah yeah. so that was my summer job i worked for arts beats Eats with john witz um when it was in pontiac okay so i had some experience in the event world and working with press and media and sponsorships mm-hmm. and s- early early on um and i love that experience so uh yeah my it was kind of like sophomore year up at state and then i transferred to ou and mm-hmm. came came why'd back. you transfer everything i with my i after my internship with the pistons i kept working um with the Pistons and mm-hmm. just everything I wanted to be a part of was just near the Detroit area. Oh, okay. So it just made more sense to do classes at OU and, and, uh, and be closer to, to everything here. Although okay. this was 2006, seven, eight, 
I graduated in 09. So like no one was moving yeah. downtown at this yeah, point. Yeah, at that time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It wasn't like how it is now. I was looking at, um, I see you spent like a lot of, a great deal in Chicago. Yeah. What was, uh, what was it like in Chicago? Where did you go to, how did you end up in Chicago? So I graduated in 2009 and like I said, no one was moving downtown. So I thought, okay, Chicago is a big city. It's close to home. Mm-hmm. Um, I still wanted to be a reporter at this time. And I thought, I'll just move to Chicago, take a sales job, just so I could be living in Chicago while I look for this dream reporting job. Right, yeah. That I never got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just kind of, and it just kind of stuck. Cause I was like, I, I was like looking like, oh my gosh, she spent like a lot Seven of Seven years, yeah. Se- wow. <laughs> That's a long time. Like, that's yeah. insane. I guess I didn't pay attention. Well, no, because I guess um, a drink with actually is what, six or seven years old? Yeah. So I was in Chicago for two years before I started a drink with. So it was five years in Chicago with a drink with. Uh-huh. Um, so this November will be eight years. Eight years. Um, and yeah, I, I was working that sales job miserable cold calling oh my um, god although my boss john witz at arts beats and eats when mm-hmm. i said should i even take this sales job in chicago he said you can learn to learn sales skills yeah is so valuable and you can apply that to anything in yeah. life and uh, you know you're selling yourself so yeah. just learn from that job and i said okay like and at the time it was my first salary job i yeah. remember like calculating like how much <laughs> money like money I, I broke down you mm-hmm. know my salary and I thought I'd have all this money each month. Well, really I forgot to like figure in taxes and I was living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm bawling in Chicago. Like this is going to be amazing. Oh <laughs> I was making no God. money, hated sales, <laughs> cold calling. Were you good at it? Ah, uh, I got by. Okay. Um, I wasn't good at it because I didn't like what I was selling. I was, oh. um, I was working, at Smith Buckland selling booth spaces at for trade shows and conventions in like the healthcare world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't love the industry at all. Uh, it was just so I could live in Chicago. Yeah. However, now like with a drink with, I'm selling brand partnerships and sponsorships. So right. everything like it was a blessing in disguise because I learned how to create sponsorships and partnerships mm-hmm. and there. And now when I apply it to a drink with, it doesn't feel like sales. Because right. I'm so passionate about like what I'm talking about yeah. that. It, um, so it's like one of those corny things where everything does happen for a reason right, yeah. in the moment. I was so miserable and like would cry on the bus going to work mm-hmm. wondering like what, you know, how am I ever going to get that reporting job? Yeah. Like I didn't get any call calls back. Yeah. I had a box of my demo DVD tapes mailing them out. I would mail uh-huh. them out on the weekends and like, didn't get any calls back. <laughs> calls back. Demo, that's that's crazy too. But just because like just like in the entertainment world, like even like being like an upcoming artist, like a rapper or something, you just hear about them like trying to hustle their tapes out of their <laughs> their car and stuff. Like that's how it goes. Like it's the same thing. You got to put together this soundbite or like this little bit yeah. that like attracts you know someone to it. And it's like you don't have that much time. Like if you can lose their attention that quick. Yeah, and here the truth is also I didn't live and breathe. I wanted to be a sports reporter. Okay. I didn't live and breathe sports i didn't love the game i liked my detroit teams i thought that was fun i thought of oh of all of journalism let's like this seems fun i liked going to sporting events well i liked having a beer in my hand and watching sporting events more Uh than i liked like i I could ask 
the players and the coaches questions before the game at mm-hmm. halftime and after and i can pull highlights but i didn't love the game yeah so like on my night off i'd watch the bachelorette whereas everyone else at the station would watch like monday night football uh-huh. and um that's when i realized okay uh i i you really in that world i have to be obsessed with sports yeah, to make it i think so i mean and people can hear it too like when you're commentating or when you're interviewing like people can they can hear they the, the questions that you ask and and the response that you give like if a player like doesn't give a certain response or give a certain response they can tell like from the next question how you know quick-witted are you with yeah. the next question so it's like if your heart's not in it's like i don't care why and you. what i did enjoy is what i loved asking questions that none of the other reporters would okay, ask yeah so i i liked being in a locker room and, you know, most n- reporters ask the same question right, and then yeah. they run the same clip on all the stations. I liked asking something unique uh, that wouldn't be. T- but in that setting, you don't really have meaningful conversations in right, the locker room yeah. or the sidelines. And I enjoy making friends, building relationships, exactly. having meaningful, like deeper conversations. So yeah. like, it just wasn't this, the right setting to yeah. do that. Yeah. So what do you like with with? I would say with the drink with like what are you what are you most excited about um with with it I'm so excited to be back in Detroit and a Mm -hmm. part of everything that's happening downtown Mm -hmm. Um, after five years in Chicago with the drink with I thought I had to go to LA the entertainment capital of the world to grow my business and to grow my show I thought that was the move and I was ready I wanted to feel uncomfortable again I wanted that next challenge and I I I thought I had to be in LA. And mm-hmm. then when I came back to Detroit to kind of plan this grand move to LA, I being here more, more than just like a weekend for the holidays, mm-hmm. I was meeting more and more people right. and I was able to, I was just downtown more in a different way, more than just like going to a sporting event or like going to the same restaurant. Yeah. I, I, every time I came home, like those seven years in Chicago, I, wanted to just kind of have home cooked meals when I was home and hang out with my dog because I was social in Chicago. So I wasn't making, I wasn't meeting new people in the city. I wasn't making new friends, but this time it was different. And I started the people here. I started making new friends. I, I, then I was like, wait a second, I shouldn't be so quick to take off to LA. Mm -hmm. And it, I, I did a couple interviews. Then I did that podcast season at the Mm -hmm. foundation hotel. Um, and, it it hit me that no matter who we're interviewing or talking to or having a drink with, everyone has these stories of like grit and perseverance mm-hmm. and they've fallen down and mm-hmm. they've gotten back up and they were told you can't and they did it anyway. And that is the story of Detroit. Yeah. So no matter who we're talking to or where, that that's the common thread in all of our conversations. Right. And that's the story of Detroit. So that's why we're gonna make detroit our home and so now like i've always been excited about growing the drink with brand and what Mm -hmm. we stand for and which is like connecting over uh and it doesn't even have to be alcohol but whether it is a coffee or a beer you just open up in a different way Mm -hmm. um in those casual comfortable settings and you have just like honest and open conversations Mm -hmm. and um and so i've enjoyed growing the drink with brand but then to be a part of something bigger and helping and being in a city where everyone's kind of working together just yeah. to make Detroit the best that it can be, that just like took the excitement to the next yeah. level. Yeah, that's sweet. And I want to help put Detroit on the map where 
like in Chicago, we would catch high profile people and celebrities when they were coming through town doing like a book tour mm-hmm. or show. They would do Windy City Live. They would do Steve Harvey and then mm-hmm. they would do a drink with. Well, in Detroit, I want to have have, you know, people who are on a press tour or whatever. I want them to stop in Detroit now. Right. Yeah. And so if you're already in Chicago, come to Detroit. And it's not like a one and done interview where you just do our interview and that's it. Like yeah, you hang out. I want yeah let's like take it do a tour let's go see you know we can help them experience the city Mm -hmm. and then it's like okay so is there any like show them the opportunities here Mm -hmm. and it maybe there's then interest in them bringing part of their business here it's like so much more than um just an interview we'll see and then i I mean i don't know i guess i kind of like i don't i don't agree with a lot of people like um, and this is a lot of people have this notion that um, I have to get out of Detroit to make it. I have to go to Atlanta. I have to go to New York. I have to go to L.A. And it's like while that may be like you got to think when you leave Detroit, one thing is that there there is a lot of other people leaving Detroit too to go to the same spot. So the competition is huge. You're going to all these places where everybody has the same mindset that I got to make it in this. I got a lot of people don't say I'm going to make it right here in Detroit. So for you to have that mindset and say, I know this is where it's going to happen. I'm going to bring more attention here because then people will want to stay here. It'll, people, it'll bring people here and say, yeah. oh, Detroit, they uh, they about something. Let's, we got to see what Detroit, what they're doing over there. I mean, you can feel the the energy here and like this the history of the city, too. Like just like it's filled with innovators and, crea- exactly. and creators and yeah. creatives. And mm-hmm. uh, you can feel it. And it's a very special place to build and create. And. Even even in Chicago in the Midwest, mm-hmm. um, starting my business in Chicago, people are willing to give you their time and mm-hmm. and 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 just like Chicago, same with Detroit is where you can reach out to someone and say, "Hey, let, do you mind if I pick your brain or would you mm-hmm. do this podcast?" And people are willing to like give you their time here. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's not like that everywhere else. So there's definitely something special here. And like another perfect example of like the magic of Detroit mm-hmm. um, that I would have never had this opportunity in another city, but I spotted, so I've interviewed Chelsea Handler yeah, before. Um, and then, so I just happened to follow her on Instagram mm-hmm. and I noticed that she was having ho- different interviewers in every city Okay. and to promote to for her sit-down comedy tour, which was promoting her new book. Mm-hmm. And she, so I, I Googled and I didn't, they didn't announce who the, the hosts were in each city. Mm-hmm. And I just reached out. I Googled Chelsea Handler's book publicist, media contact. And I said, hey, you know, I've interviewed Chelsea before, but, you know, are you the right person to talk to? Right. Who do you have your Detroit interviewer yet? He said, no, we don't. I said, uh, you know, I'd love to just like throw my name out there and <laughs> the next day they wrote back and said chelsea would love to have you wow so i just asked yeah that's all it takes in la it was celebrities and in new york and all other most other cities it was celebrities mm-hmm. like sarah silverman and san francisco all i did was ask yeah. and uh and they, she said yes yeah. so there's oppor- like special opportunities here yeah. where um yeah to your point that there's uh it's it's different than LA and New it York. It is. I agree. Uh, so a drink with that you founded that. Oh, yeah, a drink with. <laughs> Back to <laughs> no. This is all a bit round. A drink with. Don't worry about it. Yeah, um, a drink with. Um, I started it. Yes, seven, eight years ago. Um, How'd you I come up with the name or the concept? You know, I have a friend to thank for that because 
I knew I wanted to do something storytelling, talking right. to people, building yeah, relationships. Yeah. And I just kept saying over and over again, I want to have a drink with this person, a drink with this mm. person. And one of my high school friends said, you should just call it a drink with. And I was like, I was like, bing. Like That's that perfect. was a little light bulb. I'm like, oh my God, duh. <laughs> Says what it is. And it's just simple. It's simple. Let's just do that. Like, let's just be the best at that. Mm-hmm. And, le- and then it was just from then on like full steam ahead this mm-hmm. is i i it's not a drink with hillary it's not about me yeah. i want to build a brand that's bigger than just me i want other hosts and contributors having drinks right. i want maybe two athletes having a drink with each other i don't even right. have to be i want to be at <laughs> the, the, the table and bar with everyone but uh i want to build a brand that's bigger than just me and when my friend said that name um yeah, it clicked. That's so funny. I didn't even think of it. <laughs> <laughs> so so take me back like to, to a drink with let's say, um so it's eight years in to to around the the one to three year mark. Like how was that process to getting like guests and speakers and talent on your show then versus like now? Which you we can talk about then, then we'll fast forward to now. Yeah. But like in the very beginning I was just reaching out to friends. Mm-hmm and local business owners and stopping at parties and events and introducing myself to someone and saying i'm gonna start this website and again in chicago everyone was pretty nice Mm -hmm. and um in the beginning it was those kind of like local influencers you know and um and all people at the time that there everyone has been an amazing guest you know but then all it takes is like i think it was jenny mccarthy because she's Mm. from chicago was at an event and the reason i got out of traditional reporting because i don't i didn't want to do red carpet Mm -hmm. interviews i thought they were awkward and like just so fake yeah um but jenny mccarthy was doing a red carpet so we i got the interview i had our photographer shoot it so it looked didn't look like we were on a red carpet It was a five minute conversation, but all it takes is just having that and mm-hmm. being able to tell the next person, oh, Johnny McCarthy was on the show, yeah. even if it was five minutes. Um, and then I think our other tiny like break, well, big break at the time was Juliana Rancic and mm-hmm. Bill Rancic, who owned RPM Italian. And she, you know, this big host on E! News. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we got that interview just because my friend owned the restaurant that they were partners with Mm -hmm. them on um then other people started reaching back out and people who maybe didn't respond to my emails before Mm. all of a sudden want to be on the show like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh i see you but i'm okay with it um so every little thing just kind of one thing leads to the next and then uh once you have some of those names and some of the hollywood publicists start to trust you more Mm -hmm, and it was just like a yeah one thing led to the next your so your intent was always to i mean obviously you're doing like the it was a different turn on the media but like your intent was always to um sit down have a drink with these people and like tell their story and like bring out what content from their stories i was all i i was always inspired by people who followed their their dream right. their passion right. and i was always curious about that journey to success you mm-hmm. know whatever that is and you know i'm not gonna lie in the very beginning it it was kind of like cringe looking at some of the interviews because yeah. i was just 24 24 years old mm-hmm. so at that time you were asking like what's your favorite 
restaurant in Chicago. And it was yeah. like very, and then I just naturally, as I grew and evolved as a person myself, I love and growing my own business. I like to hear about times that people f- failed and then got back up mm-hmm. and where they almost, they wanted to give up and they almost did. And then right around the corner, you know, you know, thank God they didn't because then right. something changed. So no matter who, if we're talking to like an up and coming artist or someone high profile at the top of their industry, right. it's kind of all talking about that path. And it's fun to talk at pe- with people at different stages. Yeah. So I love talking to a business owner who's growing and scaling and like talking about like, oh my God, what's hard right now? And yeah. I, but then I also like talking to the Richard Bransons who mm-hmm. you can say that you you're just inspired by who can give you those kind of words of wisdom. Um, But they all kind of have that common thread of, yeah, figuring it out as you go. And you'll realize, which I'm sure you've probably realized talking to people, it's like not everyone had like had that perfect plan starting out. You just kind of have to start. And then Mm -hmm. also the people at some CEOs and founders and presidents of companies they don't know what they don't always know what they're doing either. So exactly. that like brings me relief where it's like, oh, that person's still struggling. You d- don't have to feel insecure. Yep, yep. You then don't it's have okay to. if I feel insecure. Yep. Or if um, Curtis Granderson feels nervous at bat still after he's played on the Yankees mm-hmm. and all these teams. Well, w- if I get nervous before going on stage, if it's a live interview, like it's okay. We're mm-hmm. all human. Yeah. And I like just connecting with people and. Uh, by like when people ask like what do you consider a successful interview and it's like if yeah. I forget the cameras are there and I truly connect with someone okay that's what like fuels me it's like wow I actually like had a moment with that person right. where and it doesn't always happen yeah you know and I try not to take it personally yeah <laughs> well yeah and I mean that's and that's the thing like you you're absolutely right like you d- it, I now have that same thing. I'm like, okay. I mean, even if even if you do see this successful person, it's like you kind of miss the 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 part where like there's there's this like a disconnect. Like you didn't they didn't like I asked the same question I asked everybody, which I've learned these questions over time. These are the right questions to get the right content. Yeah. But it's like we just didn't share that that yeah. connection. Just, <laughs> you, we just didn't hit it home. Like you just did weird <laughs> take it right. And I know how it feels. And it's just like I, and my friends are like, how did you like the interview? And I'm like. Eh. It was, it was good but it's like it comes with it like it's it's not gonna be you never same. know what kind of day someone else is having exactly exactly and there are certain like more like especially if you talk to someone who's on like a press tour and they're doing interviews all, all day, day yeah then they kind of get in that press mode yep so it's not your fault sometimes yeah. they're just need to like get through the day and they're kind of on autopilot yeah and i'm like sometimes i'm just like out and and with the content that you're you're trying to create you want the real deal you i don't want to hear like that that polished story no then it's like pointless exactly it's a waste of i don't my time and money and everything yeah so when you were like like and i know we talked you just talked about like you know hearing the 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 stories of people want to give up and stuff like that like with the drink with like what were some of those those hardships if any like coming up were those those doubts like oh my god in the beginning, I mean, you, you like I said, you're going to have them like, even now. like, But it's like in the beginning and starting something, that's usually the hardest part. So, like, people, like, what are those? What were those being 24 years old? Uh, in the beginning, it was just fun. It was fun, 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 making all these friends, okay. I, you know. And it still is fun right. because um, I can 
get go get a drink with any you know anyone yeah. I, I want to right uh, they don't always say yes but you know it's like <laughs> i have created something that's fun yeah um but in the beginning yeah in the beginning it was fun and then I, we closed some brand partnerships mm-hmm. so it after that then it got a little more serious because then you have to like really deliver exactly um so then you have to like keep the momentum going and yep. then close the next brand partner so i also had um a co-founder in the beginning and we split um what? yeah and so like that's something where y- you th- a learning moment where you i would have never gotten that experience mm-hmm. of um parting ways with a co-founder were there like legal matters involved and in all that oh in the yeah oh yeah Ooh. yeah so but i had to go through it to mm-hmm. learn um i've had investors uh, as partners and we've split ways mm-hmm. as well so i've had to just kind of learn everything the hard way yeah and experience it's like i had like uh, a, i feel some of the business stuff that um i didn't go to school for it but right. i just like went through it myself right. yeah. <laughs> um so those were like some growing pains along the way where mm-hmm. at the time I some of those scenarios I did think like the world was over. Yeah. So um but then I think you get better at um not letting the highs get you too high and the lows get you too low. Right, yeah. Um as you keep going forward. But then, you know, even now it's like I want to continue to grow a drink with and mm-hmm. take it to the next level and mm-hmm. um there's there's a different challenge every other day Mm -hmm. do you (laughs) think i mean but as you grow i mean obviously your audience grows um your network grows do you think it'll get to the point where you've grown too stagnant or grown too much just like what is the next move like i've i've seen you talk to I'll name drop later, but I've seen you talk to some really big people i'm a lot of them and it's like at at what point does it's like okay you know you uh, Hillary, we need our own our own station. Like, we need to be in a, a studio. Like we need to bring these people to us. You need to be on a couch, you know, sitting there. Yeah. And, you know, at what point do you do that? Because it's like you're, you're growing, and I, I mean, I think at a at a rapid pace. You know, <laughs> I really to me, I think so. I mean, because it takes some people. I mean, it could take you a long, long time. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for saying. I mean, I'm glad it like looks. It's so funny because it's like from when you're on the other and when you're in it it doesn't yeah. feel it's like oh, oh my god we're not growing fast yeah. enough um so i i hope to i would love to have that problem where it's like we're growing too fast right. where i have to make these types of decisions but right now it's like i still feel like i'm the one dry like really like f- driving this thing to to push to grow mm-hmm. um instead of like opportunities just coming my way right it's exactly. always me reaching out to yeah. brand partners that I want to work with. Yeah. Um, it was so funny. Like <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was on a panel mm-hmm. with other content creators and bloggers and like the, someone came, a question came up about what do you do when you have brands come your way that want to partner with you that mm-hmm. aren't a fit for for you and what you believe in. And at the time I had to be honest. I'm like, that's not, I don't have, it's really hard. Right. I don't have all these brands it coming way. <laughs> my way to try to, to work with. It's like every brand, nine out of 10 brand partnerships. Mm-hmm. We may have had more, but you know, nine out of 10 
are me bringing in those sales skills that yeah. I learned cold calling and trying to get and I had to go out after that brand partnership yeah um so I still feel like it's all uh me kind of hustling to yeah. to make it grow um but yeah I mean I've said I've said this before I'm not necessarily trying to be Oprah Winfrey but with the Oprah Winfrey show did Chicago in Chicago mm -hmm. I want a drink with to do that for Detroit I want yeah. it to be a national international That'd show here out, out of like out of Detroit there's no reason why we can't right. have a, sh a show like that right. the, the people here in, in the city are cool there's so many stories so many people to talk to right. and then there's so many people coming through mm -hmm. the city that we can operate like that so that's kind of this next phase and I'm trying to set it up in a big way Sweet. where we've done the two podcast seasons in Detroit so now our next season I've kind of had to like slow down to speed back up again where right. I want to do a full season but with video for every episode mm -hmm. the podcast too um and have a, a bigger team where I don't feel I'm spread so thin where right, yeah. um, I can kind of focus more on the actual conversations because exactly. just like you, you know there are days when the which is bad, but like the last thing I do is prep for the interview mm -hmm. because I was worrying about the logistics of the yeah. shoot, the coordinating the crew, getting the talent in the building. Mm -hmm. And then, oh my God, it's midnight. I need to think about my conversation, like the questions I want to ask tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'd really like to get back to that yeah. more uh, creative part of my brain where I can think about what I want to talk about with yeah. people over a drink well i mean I, I think it'll happen i think you you definitely get these roadblocks and i think as creatives um you get to a point where, where you have these roadblocks. i think anybody anything any form of art or creating something you get to a point where you have this roadblock and then it's like you you kind of lose the essence of when you first started it's like what did you like that drive and everything like what did you have in the beginning that you don't have now it's like you get comfortable it's like okay yeah you get real comfortable it's like okay and you know you have more potential you know you know people are gonna you're gonna get more yeses than no's because the beginning it's a little harder so you get comfortable it's like okay cool but you lose the essence of what you had in the beginning because you were hungry you really wanted it and you yeah. really wanted to create something different and you lose that because it's like it, it becomes easier in a sense that's I exactly how I felt after being in Chicago. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm, things are just a little too comfortable. I want exactly. to feel uncomfortable again mm -hmm. so that I make so that. And if that's what, you know, at the time I thought it was, you know, trying to make it work in L.A. Yeah. Would can keep that fire lit, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I got that same energy back here just yeah. right in Detroit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. For me, I, I look at it and I see that you've I, I see that you've done interviews with um, Dan Gilbert, um, Kelly Rowland, Common. Kelly Rowland. Um, I think you did Lil John. Yeah. Oh my um, God. That was one actually one of those where it wasn't. We didn't even. He pulled up his car to DJ or something at my uh -huh. friend's club, and the club is so loud. We yeah. interviewed him in the parking structure, standing. We brought drinks yeah, yeah, out yeah. into the parking structure, standing what? there outside of his like black suv yeah so we kind of had to like just work with what yeah. we had but yeah. it got us little john and then it was he is quite the like he's stayed relevant for so many years mm -hmm. he's been in this industry for 20 plus years mm -hmm. and he continues to like reinvent himself you and like to. he his business like i wasn't expecting to learn about business okay as much as i did from that conversation yeah. um 
so yeah that was one of the fun and that's the stuff that keeps me going is that just those conversations that's where sweet. you leave and you have energy and you learn something and it was you uh i'm like that will take me to that that will get yeah. me through the next couple of bad days and it was unexpected like it's unexpected like like okay i mean even you know that's a little john like it's a lot of people that 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 bring out like a business aspect of things. It's like I never even knew that you were business inclined or entrepreneur. Like I didn't even know. I thought you know you're in the entertainment industry, yes, but I thought it was all X, Y, and Z. I didn't know. Yeah. Like you had your mind on other business ventures, and so it's it's amazing. Yeah, he said something about how you'd never know where someone is going to be one day, and to remember to treat everyone with like mm-hmm. kindness and respect because yep. the person who's bringing coffee today could be in charge of a company you want to work for mm-hmm. in the future and i just really like enjoyed the yeah. like that was one where i'm like i really enjoyed that conversation yeah um i think i mean i think i think it's right too because it's like and then to that point you get you get people that's like up and coming and let's say let's say if if person a if i'm person a and i reach out to somebody and they're like well okay well this guy really doesn't have a huge following i mean i don't you know, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's nobody now and i mean that's the ugly truth it's like okay i'm eh, i don't really want to do it because there's no game for them then a lot of people don't want to do it and i've had people it's like yeah well and i'm like bitch. but it, you got to think like just because i'm here now or somebody's there you don't know they could outwork you and out hustle and then be on up and up and you're like oh i oh oh they passed me and if you do give them a chance to get to a point where it's like, okay, you know, they pass you and then they're like, oh, yeah, I remember such and such gave me a chance. You know, I want to give a shout out to such and such and then boom. It's like now you become more relevant or now you got yeah. that. Like you just, you never know. So yeah. you, you do have to treat everybody, you know, and, and be kind and, and be respectful. Like you never know. Like or give somebody a chance. Somebody gave you a chance. Like give somebody oh, a God, chance. Yeah. So it's, it's just crazy. But for me, it's like you have these opportunities with these people. So how do you, how, how is, how are you able to separate like, being starstruck and asking questions that you deeply want to know like i mean just, just get personal with that person versus like business questions that you think will be beneficial to everyone like how do you separate that um that's a good question i i want so my process then for like an interview is i research the heck out of everyone and i mm-hmm. listen to every interview they've done as much mm-hmm. as i can right read as many interviews uh their book whatever obviously watch if it's someone big they're talking to me probably because they want to promote something so right, I yeah, do, yeah. i'm respectful and i like watch their movie or whatever they're probably here to talk about right. i make sure i'm knowledgeable on that and then um so i try not to ask questions that have been asked before right uh, because it's already out if it's already out there then like yeah. what is the point so um i do then it really goes back to just what I'm interested in and usually I think it's what other people are interested right. in as well. Um, and I do think of all the different audiences out there, but mm-hmm. like, for example, when Tony Hawk was in Detroit and mm-hmm. we interviewed him on the podcast, I'm not going to talk about his like 900 or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know like the name I, of his, like nine. maybe it, that is, I don't know. I don't know. I know kickflip. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I'm not going to get into all of that right. because it just doesn't interest me. So I'm not even yeah. the best one to be asking those types of questions. Yeah. So I realize, okay, if you're a major t- like skateboarding fan, like maybe like uh, this to you might not be the best interview, but if I can show you a side of someone that like you haven't seen anywhere, right, I'd yeah. like to think that if you're interested in that person that you'll still enjoy the interview yeah. where you learn something new. And then I always think like, um, even with Dan Gilbert, when, um, 
you know, he's done interviews and I really wanted the people closest to him to say, oh, I didn't like I learned something new or like I haven't seen him like that. And, right. Um, yeah, I try not to get starstruck. Yeah. I don't think I do n- really. I yeah. would. I mean, I, I mean, Dan Girassi, I've seen that interview that you did with him, and I think <laughs> I think it was funny. Like, you are talking about Brandon or something. You are talking about, I think he paid, like, $500 to redo your logo. And he's like, you paid $500 for this? <laughs> it just, like, threw me off. Like, what? But <laughs> that, I don't even remember that yes, part. Yes, like, yeah, he was like, um, you are talking about how you had to do your logo and everything. Like, yeah, we paid somebody $500 to do this. And he, like, looked at your logo. He's like, you paid $500 <laughs> for it? So it was just, like, it was just, like, funny. It was, like, um, that was a really good interview. And, and some things are, that he's trying to do with Detroit and why he's doing it's not like he's not like oh yeah he's very very transparent and and what he wants to do and and he's not he doesn't hold back like he'll tell you his pain points and and like it was just amazing to hear that interview that was my first time ever hearing an interview with dan gilbert my first time ever okay with dan gilbert in general really okay good thanks for watching yeah i appreciate it yeah i watched on youtube Uh, i was never interested and then when i i don't know i was just like i see she interviewed dan gilbert and i was like i watched the whole thing well, it was one. Oh, you did which the one? The thing. unedited. Like, well, I know you there did. There was two. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was the unedited. No, oh I think God, it was. Oh God, there was a really long one. Um, yeah, I think it was like thirty-eight or forty-five oh minutes God. or something like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I had read. I living in Chicago. I read about him, mm-hmm. and but there wasn't at the time much press where it just like showed him. Like it was all just like press conferences or like. Mm-hmm. You could read about him in Cranes about how he's buying all these buildings, but there's yeah. nothing out there that just showed who he is, like just as like a person. Exactly. So luckily, his publicist, um, shout out to Andrea English, who yeah. I like to this day have to thank for being here in Detroit now because yeah. had she not said yes and understood what we're about exactly. at a drink with, and had she not said, Dan, you sh- you know you should consider doing this, mm-hmm. I probably I honestly probably wouldn't even be here today. Um, yeah. And she got it and he was up for it. Mm-hmm. And that was another one where it's like, okay, there's so much to talk about Yeah. where I went to, to school for sports journalism and I didn't even talk about the Cavaliers. Yeah. So it's like, I tried to, and I was fairly, um, you know, this was two years ago. So it was like focused yeah. on like Detroit and, um, and business yeah. and we didn't go into family. Um, and kind of, as you could see, like there's a lot to, talk we talked for about an hour an hour and a half um but it was really fun just to he was so kind to everyone Mm -hmm. on our set he is the type of person that like looks everyone in the eye shakes their hand was asking like our interns what they're going to school for and he was just present i don't know if you found this with certain guests but the the guests that are just present Mm -hmm. and and give thoughtful answers like there's you can tell when someone is like exactly yeah makes a huge difference and he was definitely present that entire time which yeah and i appreciate it, it and it goes back to what i was saying like that when, when we're talking about that connection like that's <laughs> what it is it is it's like you're like they don't have the, the, a certain presence like and it's like i mean they're i mean i want to get to a point where like you get to a point it's like dang that's a good question i've never thought about yeah. that before but you generate an answer so quick and it's generic because it's like you really mean it like you're really passionate about what you're gonna say because you mean it like it's your life you really want to <laughs> give value to somebody like you're not just saying it just so people think that you're a good person right you know right. Th- no, no no give me something you know and and even still when, some, when somebody says when you say something like that to to an audience and they're like uh, that kind of oh i can't believe you said that but at the same time it's like i kind of appreciate the transparency and the realness so yeah um yeah 
I love that interview. That was the first time I ever seen oh, it. And thanks. I, I so, think I always heard about, oh, he's the businessman, businessman, businessman. Yeah. When I, when I seen that interview, like. Did you it, see him in a different way? It was very, it was light? more personal. Like yeah. he was just, I mean, it, was, it just, it was just a, like a relaxation. Like I kind of understood, like I understood him more. I kind of, it was yeah. like kind of a connection. Oh so my gosh, I really, that makes me so yeah, happy. I have was no a, idea because when I, uh, you know, you work, as you know, like you just like work so hard and yeah. a lot of it is behind the scenes mm-hmm. and like, that's the goal out of, everything i try to do yeah. is so that means a lot you said that, that. W- that was a real <laughs> good interview um so just wrapping up here what what do you like like what do you want people to take away from um you know your journey as an entrepreneur young from young up to now like what do you want people like hearing your story like what do you want them to take away from your story oh that's a good question that it is hard and mm-hmm. things do not happen overnight so you cannot compare i know this is like a cl- kind of a cl- well don't give me the cliche oh, well, but, I mean, but it's so good yeah okay um and everyone compares their behind the scenes mm-hmm. to everyone else's highlight reel mm-hmm. so i even have to remember that myself as i look at other storytellers and content mm-hmm. creators and show hosts that mm-hmm. you can't compare yourself to someone else's journey because you're only seeing their highlight reel. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you just have to keep going and you're going to want to quit a hundred times. You're going to want to give up and throw in the towel all the time. But you know, for me, the second I do an interview, Mm -hmm. I leave with so much energy and it's like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. So it's only, you know, sometimes, like right now we're not shooting at all until our next season. So mm-hmm. I don't even have those moments, but at the, t- in Chicago, there were times where it was like one interview a month. And it was, so it's like 29 days of like hard work, but that one, and then you keep doing it for that one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just important that, especially on Instagram, when you see that, like it, at pe- everyone doing their, th- their, st- their things and mm-hmm. their shows, you know, different podcasters and, brand their brand and shows growing um that it's just like really it's hard work mm-hmm. and if there's always but if you love it then keep if one door's closed and find another way to get in there yeah i'm coming through the window <laughs> yeah. i'm jumping in the window i remember growing up my mom used to lock the doors don't worry about it. i left the window open then she got smart on me and then was like yeah if you don't get in the house by this time you gotta stay where you at but no i mean no, did I, you get grounded uh lot? see I, we didn't really get grounded i think i think i think that's a white person thing <laughs> we do not get grounded we do we got our ass beat it was oh no grounded God. you ever got like whooped with like a uh, uh, extension cord no i think my dad like spanked me like one time no, as like no. a little girl and then i would be, be grounded like no. my curf like it was all about my curfew especially in high school yeah see we was already grounded because it's like there was seven <laughs> of us and we only had two tvs in the entire there house seven? there's seven of us it's only two tvs in the entire house one is in my mom's room yeah. the other one is in like the general area of the house yeah. so it's like well you can't take the tv away you can't take the game away because it's all it's usually two people on it anyway so i mean you can't go outside okay then we're going to irritate you and cause right. ruckus in this house right. so no i was just like get your ass beaten you usually get your ass beaten you, you fall asleep you're tired you've been running <laughs> and crying and so yeah no, no, no. But, uh, oh my God, that's hilarious. Um, i at one time got in big trouble and my parent my mom printed out a cal a like a calendar mm-hmm. that showed how like 
okay, that my curfew, you know, for this month, I was just straight up grounded, couldn't uh-huh. leave on the weekends. And then the next month, my curfew was 1030. And then the next month, I, or whatever. So it was like a full out calendar. Of oh, my yeah. <laughs> I don't know. See, my mom wasn't thinking that damn far. She just would have closed his belt. Shit, that, that's too much. You going to make me use more power? No, I'm going to just whoop you. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we already talked about kind of like your goal and your vision for a drink with. Um, what was your top five interviews? I, I didn't even like, I just, if you could pick top five, like, I just want to hear. If yeah. I, well, I have favorites for different reasons, you know, because okay. there's like, of course, like the Richard Branson was memorable because it's, I, I, that was one of those, like I created something that allowed me to have tea with Richard Branson. Right, yeah. So that was just one of those fun, like pinch me moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have favorite interviews because they've turned into like friendships. Okay. Um, and which is like the best because like at the end of the day whether a drink with makes it big or not i have made friends along exactly, the way yeah. and that's no one can take that away from you mm-hmm. so that's something where every single interview and even just the people i meet like mm-hmm. meeting you and mm-hmm. meeting like w- different creatives and photographers yeah it's all about like the journey and the experience and the people you meet and yeah. like that's going to stay with you forever no matter what happens with exactly the show or whatever but um so I like Richard Branson. I mean, Kelly Rowland. I love Destiny's Child so much. So yeah. to have her and she was so nice. Yeah. She drank a whiskey sour and she Ooh. was present and just like just kind. And we laughed. So loved that one. Yeah. Um, I'll always remember Dan Gilbert just because mm-hmm. um, it, it was just it really marked like this next chapter of a drink with and mm-hmm. coming back to Detroit. Exactly. And yeah to have someone where I wasn't sure what he would, what it would be like and Mm -hmm. to talk for an hour and a half. And then I've made so many friends, um, through, through Detroit. So that's special. Um, who are my other two? Um, this is kind of like random, but a memory like that I'll always remember is Jamie Masada was the founder of the laugh factory out in Hollywood in in California. Yeah. yeah. And he had, he opened one up in Chicago. So Mm -hmm. I think like the publicist of laugh factory reached out to us and we interviewed him in Chicago and then we went and turned off the recorders. And then uh, our crew, we went and had dinner at, I think it was Gibson's and like, kept drinking wine it was one of those nights and i don't really do that too much anymore because i'm like <laughs> have to like you don't drink wine or you just don't get like turned up uh, i don't <laughs> well both but um <laughs> <laughs> our drinks in the early days used to like turn into like more drinks after right, and yeah. now as we've grown as a show our interviews are at 10 in the morning mm-hmm. and then i have like a bit like a sponsorship meeting after oh yeah like um but back in the day we kept the drinks going right um so that was a a, he started the laugh factory when he was 14 and he slept in the laugh factory i know it's crazy yeah yeah i know who's this guy again jamie masada yeah i'm gonna look him up it was one of those just it was a really fun conversation i learned so much that i didn't know um and then if i could pick a, a fifth one uh sherry salada who was the um president of the oprah winfrey network and mm. one of the producers at harpo in chicago with oprah you got like an interview with her yeah That's and i sweet. um like sherry salada is if if you watched oprah like behind the scenes before like the last season before the there was a show before the last season of the mm-hmm. oprah show and sherry was like on that show you could see sherry behind the scenes yeah um 
And she taught me about like transcendental meditation and, um, we had Chardonnay and French fries at her favorite restaurant Uh across from Harpo studios. Mm -hmm. And we stayed in touch after that drink. And that was one of those conversations where I had, didn't feel like the cameras were there and loved every minute of that conversation. Yeah. That's sweet. It's crazy to me for you to even can think. I mean, I guess you could think of five random, but like to actually pick five and actually have a reason and a memory that's attached <laughs> to them. It's not like, oh, yes, yeah, such, 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 and then just, just leave it. Like you actually remember a specific time and something that kind of stuck with you. So obviously it's genuine. So I guess I can appreciate that. <laughs> and then I guess so. My last question I know you usually ask if you could have a drink with somebody yeah. who would it be i'm gonna ask you but i give you the choices oh. <laughs> so oh, if you could if, if you could have a drink with one of these five people okay. who would it be and why oh this is such a fun so i have sandra bullock <laughs> martin luther king tupac marilyn monroe and donald trump oh my god <laughs> you cross off the last one i have no interest in that, that um, <laughs> um Ooh, Tupac maybe? Ooh. I don't know what I would... Yeah, why Tupac? Um, I just think he'd be really interested, like... That's okay, because now I like you even more, because that's who I would pick. I mean, you, that, I would... Those you, are all really great. I'd, that'd be fun to, like, have them all together. But Tupac. T- um, I mean, even though Martin, Martin Luther King, King, he's great. I but, feel like that... I mean, I feel... Maybe, maybe that, because talk about, like, a fearless leader. And, yeah, okay. Um... Yeah, those are those are all great. So Martin Luther King. Yeah. Okay, I would do Tupac. I mean, I love Martin Luther King, and I love like I I love everything except for but. Tupac would be really fun. I don't know Tupac. Yeah. See, so I guess if I I guess if I was like, what would you ask Tupac? I would ask like as a, do he feel like he was forced into his image, or was it was Mm. it something that that it was just someone who, who he became because Tupac he wasn't a thug by any standards like I don't care yeah. what he was involved in. he was not a thug you can just tell like listen to his messages like things he was trying to like empower women and empower black people and all like all his songs are like empowering like they're really trying to say we need to stand together as a people like even though he made some songs that were like mainstream and that's okay but I you know I he was kind of as a 24 year old man like 23 24 year old man like he just kind of forced it. Yeah, he was so forced young. into that that life. Like it, that wasn't. He didn't want to be that way. And you can you can look at interviews. He was always laughing and smiling. Yeah. He wasn't like trying to be hard and, and a gangster. Yeah. Like it's just like. Yeah. But he had to portray this image. Like yeah, he got it. You know, he's under a record label. He has to sell records, and you got to keep that beef going. So I don't know. I would love to. I would love to have a, a drink with Tupac, and um, that would be my yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, you got me over here getting emotional. But, yeah, so Tupac, <laughs> you got Martin Luther King. Um, Where were the other? Sandra Bullock, Marilyn Monroe. Oh, Mar- <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, Ma- yeah. Marilyn Monroe might be interesting, too. Sandra Bullock. I think it'd just be fun just to hang out with yeah. you. Yeah. I think she'd everyone, be Everyone, cool. the thing is, like, everyone has an interesting story. Exactly. So. Um, yeah, that would, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Um Anyway, I definitely just want to thank you for actually coming out. Um, it does mean a lot that you even considered it. I mean, thank you. you're busy. You're so, like, you're busy. I love the questions you ask. You're like a natural. I love it. Yes, because I'm passionate. I really enjoy this shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I, you have like. Yeah. And that's the other thing is, you have to want to do, to do it without getting paid. Mm-hmm. 
because and you can tell that and you have to like yeah genuinely enjoy mm-hmm. learning about like uh, and asking these types of questions yeah. um, because it does show through yeah because there's certain people who just want to like monetize Mm-mm. a podcast and if you go into it with that mindset of course everyone yeah eventually yes eventually right. but like there's so many people who start it just for that reason mm-hmm. and like it's hard enough when you do love it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nah, but so this I, was so fun. So I definitely appreciate you. Where can people like find you. you on like a uh, social media? Yeah. On Instagram, just at a drink with, and then the website's a drink com. A drink with and a drink com. Uh, I just want to thank Hillary for coming out. Um, go check out um, a drink with, go check out some of the stories, some of the interviews that were done in the past um, and definitely look forward to the interviews that are up and coming. Cause I mean, you can learn a lot from the interviews that were done. Um, it's just a cool to sit and, and see two people have a drink and have a conversation, a genuine conversation. So for all the listeners, like, you know, just go check it out. Um, I'm your host, Martez. Follow me on Instagram at martis underscore for show f-a-s-h-o-o man keep listening keep supporting keep sharing keep learning keep growing thank you